0: Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate health's most innovative entrepreneurs and the health moonshots they're working to achieve. I'm Nicole Clark, Startup Health Senior Writer. It's March, and I'm excited to be kicking off Women's History Month and the upcoming celebration of International Women's Day with this next episode. We're covering a women's health topic that is near and dear to my heart menopause. I know it's not a health topic normally described as endearing, which is precisely the point. Today, I'm going to introduce you to an entrepreneur who is changing the narrative surrounding this inevitable phase of a woman's life. Her name is Jill Angelo, and she's the founder and CEO of Genève. GenEve is a Seattle-based startup that runs a telemedicine service for women experiencing menopause. Three, two, one, Angelo sat down with Hello Paws' producer, Lisa Kaselik, and Startup Health's former portfolio director, Paulina Hannon, for a conversation at the 2020 Startup Health Festival. Their chat digs into why this second half of a woman's life should be treated less like Pandora's box and more like a catalyst for coming into one's own. It's the kind of dialogue that's widening the aperture for women's health. So sit back, enjoy, and if you want to join the discussion, by all means, hit us up on Twitter at Startup Health.
1: I am super excited to be having this conversation, and if you don't mind, I'm just going to treat this as a personal session for me where I'm going to ask you all the questions about my future. So um, I am in my 30s, and I feel like ever since I was a wee little girl, I've been finding out about my own health and the care that I receive in real time. So everything has uh, that has happened to me, it's just, this is what you're experiencing now. This is the stage that you're in now. Or it's a bunch of timeline specific boogeyman type of things of you need to have kids by X amount of time. And at, uh, at some point in time, you'll have menopause and that is it. Uh, so why is that? You know, I think personally part
2: of this, like, mystery of women's health um, is that there's no one-size-fits-all. We keep trying to create roadmaps, you know, around um, first you do this and then that and so forth. Um, but So it's part like there's no one-size-fits-all. We're complex yeah. um, because our hormonal nature. Um, but I, I think also secondly... It's just not studied, and we don't talk about it. There's so much shame associated with so many parts of women's health. And menopause, which is what I focus on with Genev, um, is probably one of the biggest mysteries. And um, the first thing we do is just try to inform women. So tell us a little bit about how you came to found Genev. So um, my background's technology. I spent about 20 years in tech, um, a big chunk of that at Microsoft. Um, I love tech, um, but I'm a marketing person. And I had a great career and then um, always wanted more meaning in my work. And I've always had a passion around women and helping them with their health and their development and their confidence. Uh, And then I met my co-founder, Jackie Brandwin, who um, helped build Neutrogena. She's older. Um, She's not like wasn't interested in building a startup, but she really had the vision around menopause being a place in women's health that little to no work was being done. And so we started Genev and, and here we are.
1: And here we are. Lisa, I saw you nodding vigorously <laughs> earlier when we were talking about the challenges uh, within women's health. Did you have a, a similar experience uh, that uh, I did, or how did you uh, come uh, to find uh, Genev and uh, be a part of Hello Pause?
3: Yeah, no, exactly the experience that you had. It turns out that the ability to give life is a really complex mechanism, mm. and it has you know all kinds of implications that start in... Um, you know, teenhood with puberty, and then the end of that fertility cycle with menopause. But just as you said, they don't really tell you about any of it until you're actually going through it. And that's what happened to me. I was pretty blindsided by a lot of symptoms that started occurring to me in my early 40s. I'm 50 now. And uh, I had no idea that any of it was associated with perimenopause. And I started to really dig under the hood. And once I Once I scratch the surface, there's really a lot of information. It's a fire hose, even, um, but it's contradictory and confusing, and you, you don't really know how to wade through it. And I found Genev by chance, really, as I was trying to figure out where to find treatment for myself.
1: So, what were some of the responses that you would get? Who did you even turn to when you were experiencing these symptoms?
3: Uh, in desperate, I had already seen two or three gynecologists, none of whom had mentioned to me that any of my symptoms were associated with perimenopause. Um, And then I started to go to, uh, one of the gynecologists just started to give me B12 shots. um, And I started noticing a lot of my girlfriends in the waiting room at the same time. And I thought, okay, there's something more going on here. Um, And I couldn't get an appointment. I looked up menopause specialist and there was nobody listed, and I live in a major metropolitan area in Austin, Texas. Um, So more digging, and I found the North American Menopause Society, and the two physicians that they had listed had waiting lists of over six months, Um, and I couldn't wait that long. And that's how I found Genev. And I met Jill because I reached out to her cold on LinkedIn, and thank goodness she reached back. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I became a patient of Genev. And for those women who live in rural areas or in areas where they can't get in to see a physician, it's a godsend, truly, to be able to pick up your phone or your computer and call GENEV for the cost of a copay and get a specialist.
1: So how does... uh, Jill, if you could tell us a little bit more about how this uh, would work. Is it as simple as... Uh, picking up your phone and calling, and, and that's a, all there is to it, and get an answer.
2: Yeah, you can um, come to Genev.com, and um, you can book up an, an appointment right there in our scheduling system. Uh, last year, when I was on stage here, we were in one state um, with telemedicine practitioners. We're now in forty-one, so even um, one state more. Yes. Um, we we um, went up a state since I last gave <laughs> you the, the number. Um, so it's it's great, and it is. It's video chat. It's one-on-one. It's super confidential. Um, more and more we're even prescribing uh, pharmacy products or or, uh, prescription products for women that need additional help that a face-to-face conversation can accommodate where lab work isn't done or a physical examination.
1: So... um let's address the elephant in the room around one particular item that gets thrown around the notion of menopause. And it's turned into a bit of a joke is hot flashes. Anytime anyone gets warm or or for any reason like, oh, you're having hot flashes. And so that certainly stigmatizes the, the entire experience and doesn't, it doesn't enable us to talk about Really, any of it? What are some of the other reasons why you think that that stigma truly exists, and some of the, some of the blocks that we may experience of talking about menopause? You know, I think, and,
2: and Lisa definitely add on to this. Um, number one, menopause. Yeah, the whole. Hormonal, like induced, you know, kind of whether it's anxiety or rage or hot flashes, none of that's like pleasant. Yeah. Um, but also, it's been associated with age and aging, yeah. and we're a society where it's not cool to <laughs> say I'm in menopause or I'm having a hot flash and I'm aging. And so I think that's part of um, you know the stigma around it. Women suffer in silence. Every woman goes through menopause. Uh, one in three have a pretty tough go of it, mm-hmm. and so it's not. Even in the workplace, women are not going to declare, hey, I'm having trouble sleeping, so I can't really concentrate during the day. Can I have some flexibility on when I would come in? Who's going to admit to not being at the top Mm -hmm. of their game at work? Um, So there's a lot of challenges around that destigmatization that we've got to work through.
3: (laughs) But also there's a really big payoff. I mean, the other big time when, you know, women can um, talk about what's happening with their bodies is during pregnancy Mm -hmm. and giving birth, and there's a pretty big payoff at the end of that, you know, Mm -hmm. and we don't yet know or we haven't um, advertised well what the payoff is at the end of, you know, perimenopause, Um, and that's one of the things that we're really exploring is what is the power of women post 40 in our society mm-hmm. and so that's a really exciting thing to look at and explore
1: yeah that's one of the things that I've been actually so impressed by with hello pause is that it is a it's women sitting around in a room and really talking about it and it's a public you can check out their web series on uh, on YouTube and it's just really honest uh, discussions that are trying to break down through some of some of those walls and it, it I think I would encourage everyone not only to just check out the series, but to start having conversations about what Mm -hmm. can happen in the future. And with those conversations, I think we need some allies. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Jill, you started to mention the workplace and flex time being something that employers can consider. What are some of the other ways in which all of us could be allies to, to women during this time?
2: You know, um, we recently published the 2019 Menopause Zeitgeist. Um, so if you go to Genev.com and you search for the Menopause Zeitgeist, it's a report of over 6,000 women who have taken our menopause assessment on our site. And based on that, we've learned a lot from them. And one finding that came out of that was around this notion of support. Over Over 94% of all women in that survey said, We need to start supporting women more so in so many facets of life, whether that's um, from your doctor, with your girlfriends, in the workplace, um, with your partners. One in five women said, you know, my partner tries to support me, but... You know, he or she just doesn't quite know what I'm going through. And so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, whether it's in the workplace or within families or relationships, it's education. Um, The majority of women who come to GENEV say, just tell me I'm not going crazy. Or, you know, please let's normalize it. And we do. Conversation will help (coughs) help drive some of that,
1: but education, first and foremost, is what will Mm -hmm. really help. Lisa, how did it feel um, to have some of those questions answered that you're not, quote unquote, crazy?
3: Oh man, it was everything, you know, because women are really good at criticizing themselves and kind of turning the lens inward. Um, so to, I was shocked actually to find out that there were thousands and thousands of other women that were having the exact same. Conversation that I was having, but they were having it behind closed doors, mm-hmm. and they talk about it a lot amongst themselves, and it, sort of when you get into that little club, then you find out about all those conversations, but I thought this is really important for us to speak about in a wider audience, yep. uh, which is actually why we're going to South by Southwest yes. in March to bring it to the conversation out in the open, um, and when we see women's faces talking about this, mm-hmm. it really normalizes it.
1: So one of the things that I've also been so fascinated by is how the power of your message is really to embrace this entire journey, Uh, that it's not a death sentence, it's not a pre-menopause and post-menopause, it's not this black and white thing or a colorful gray uh, gray thing, Um, which I find to be so liberating. Um, how are you getting that message across it? And how how have you been able to share it with people? What has the reaction been?
2: You know, we often say uh, menopause is the kickoff to the second half of life. Like, Mm. we have a whole nother second half, And, um, you know, our vision is to be the go-to for women's health in the second half of life, dot, 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 starting with menopause. Because that is the kickoff. It prepares us. And, you know, you see, you know, the predominantly the number of women-owned startups or small businesses in the U.S. are owned by women Mm -hmm. 50-plus. Women come into their own confidence. They maybe are more independent, financially independent. And in that Zeitgeist survey, you know, 76% of women said, I'm happier today than I was 10 years ago, and I've got a more positive outlook on life. So uh, y- there's a lot mm-hmm. to offer. Um, and so we just want to really try to remind women and help them through this part that might not be as great.
3: Yeah, I really felt like there's a, I don't know, I think When those weights come off, that's when you really understand how much weight there is in our culture and pressure put on women to perform, to be mothers, to nurture others, to look good, to be thin, to do all of these things. And, you know, when you go through menopause and you hit 50, all of those weights come off and suddenly you just feel free to be true to your own nature. And that's a really powerful thing.
1: I think that is an amazing note to end on because... Honestly, Jill, because of you and Lisa and your story, it it has made this entire journey, for me at least, a lot less scary looking forward into the future. And to be honest, it has given me an appreciation of women who are in the generation above me about what they may be going through that I had no idea about because they were doing it behind closed doors. And so I truly appreciate you sharing this story with us. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you, thank you.
0: Startup Health invests in entrepreneurs like Jill, who are committed to achieving health moonshots. Like the International Women's Day Maxim, we believe an equal world is an enabled world, which is why our growing army of health transformers is global. It includes more than 315 companies from 25 countries. To read more about the inspiring women and men in Startup Health, go to StartupHealth.com and click on content. Next week, we're continuing our celebration of Women's History Month and International Women's Day. We'll be back with an episode featuring Esther Dyson, a Swiss-born American journalist and businesswoman. She's a renowned investor and commentator in the health tech startup space and a Startup Health investor, advisor, and friend. You're not going to want to miss it. Thanks for tuning in to Startup Health Now. See you next time.